and we're live hi everybody welcome back to another hi 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 Haley Verbal's joining us for trans Tuesday um Haley thank you so much for taking your time I know you are swamped right now with what you do for a living sadly <laughs> yes I'm not getting much uh relaxation time or time to do projects yeah, so Haley is a bankruptcy attorney, um, and she is our finance and credit top expert at My Feminine Heart. Um, I think that my very first podcast with you was with you, like the very first one that we recorded. So it's really fun to go back and, and rewatch those. Um, back in the beginning. Oh, that was that CGA, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So what's going to happen is um, so when we did our podcast, we recorded the first three right off the bat, because I if I have time to get with you, your time is precious. I try to knock out as many as possible. Um, so if you get a chance to check out Haley's older podcasts, um, she definitely talked about this beautiful path that she had that led to becoming a bankruptcy attorney and all the time that she spent as a paralegal working her way up. She worked in Florida. She now works up in Pennsylvania where she's licensed. Um, and then our second podcast was so interesting because you talked about um, how to finance a transition. Like, you know, it's it's an expensive thing to do. And a lot of people um, sometimes make mistakes thinking they're clearing the way to pay for a major medical expense and they actually end up causing problems for themselves. Um, and I'm really excited for the next one. So the next one's the big one where you're actually gonna talk about uh, debt consolidators, bankruptcy, seeking out a pro bono attorney. Kind of, it's crazy because I've been holding onto this last podcast with you in my pocket, like waiting for the right time to share it. and. Boom, we are two months into a quarantine crazy time. And, um, you know, now's the time when people are filing for unemployment and they haven't seen a check and their businesses are hurting and their lives are hurting. And I know that you're you're getting a lot of questions and calls. So what's like the I would say the top like one, two, three questions you're hearing from people right now? Well, right now, a lot of people are worried about making their mortgage payments, and there are provisions in the CARES Act that was passed in March for dealing with mortgage payments, but when you take advantage of those provisions, there are consequences down the road or risks that you take. So a lot of the questions are about how to navigate that and really only for federally backed mortgages, which a lot of people don't even know if they have a federally backed mortgage. So I'm guiding people through whether to take advantage of those provisions or whether to uh, do their best or kind of wait it out and deal with it in a chapter 13 bankruptcy. Uh, it really depends on what kind of situation they're in. So. Every case is different, but mortgage payments and rent payments are a huge question I'm getting right now because people don't have the income coming in. So how the heck are they supposed to pay these things? Yeah. And, um, you know, I've heard some people use the phrase free money, like, oh, this means we don't have to pay ever or there's no consequences. We'll just pay it later. And that's not the case. And it can be pretty misleading. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of people are uh, going into the SBA loans or 
the mortgage forbearance agreements, not understanding what it looks like coming out on the other side of this. And that's where I step in. And that's where a lot of people are going to need me if they're taking matters into their own hands now. Down the road, there will be uh, maybe consequences depending on how they're dealing with that. Yeah, and we um, were in the same networking group, and we just had a presentation from our amazing uh, mortgage lender, who's one of the top mortgage lenders in in our county. And she, her entire presentation, it felt like was be wary of forbearance. Forbearance is not the gift you think it is. Forbearance can can really hurt you. Can you explain what forbearance is? Yeah, so people use the terms forbearance and deferment interchangeably, but they are very different concepts. So forbearance, uh, under the CARES Act, for federally backed mortgages, you get a six-month forbearance if you've had a financial hardship due to COVID-19. And it's a very broad definition. If you've been impacted financially, it could mean you just have your child at home that you're taking care of. It could mean that you didn't get a job you were supposed to get because of this. So there's a lot of definitions of how someone can be impacted. Six month forbearance. But as soon as that six months is up, the mortgage company wants the six months that you owe them. But so you once. have to have all at once plus your ongoing payments. Wow. So you have to come to some sort of agreement with the mortgage company. You can start making your regular payments after the six months plus maybe a little bit over a year. But that takes negotiating. And that's, you know, something that's really up in the air right now. You don't know what mortgage companies are going to agree with you to work out your six months of payments. So if you can get a deferment, which is not written in this particular section of the CARES Act, you can't just automatically get a deferment. It's something to request from your mortgage company. There's magic language you have to use when you write to your company and ask for these things. So it's really uh, particular and hard to get the type of care that you need under the CARES Act to not be set really far back in the future. So first of all, we don't really know how mortgage companies are going to deal with this. You can get a loan modification that'll wrap up that six months. But that takes about, in my experience, a couple of months at least just to get a response from the mortgage company. Then they put you in a three-month trial payment period where you have to make your payments on time or they kick you out of the program. A loan modification is a good option for people who can get them. But if you talk to anyone who's ever applied, you'll hear that the mortgage company will claim they didn't get documents that you sent in. I had one recently where I was even working with their attorney's office, sending them documents in addition to the mortgage company, and they were still claiming they weren't getting things and canceled the application. It's like a nightmare out there working with mortgage companies, which is why they're not my clients. Yeah. <laughs> no, we actually, we have a question. Hey, Chloe, how are you? First of all, thank you for listening and participating. This is not a fun subject. And it can be a scary subject to put yourself out there and ask a question like, oh, I don't want people to think that I don't know what I'm doing. 
none of us know what we're doing right now. So thank you so much. So Chloe Webb, our girl's got a question for you, Haley. She says, does the six months catch up apply to the federal student loans forbearance too? really depends on what your student loan situation is. So that's a harder question to ask. Typically the forbearance on the student loans, you're not expected to make your payment, but the interest still accrues. So if you have the phenomenal amount of interest that I do, you're, you may not even be paying that in your regular payment. So you fall really far behind even when you're in a forbearance with your student loans just because that interest keeps accruing and you're falling further behind in that. But the student loans are a lot more forgiving than in your mortgage. And you're not my client. This is not legal advice. But if anyone would come to me and ask me, what should I pay first? I would say pay your mortgage first. Your student loans will continue to be out there. They're not coming after you for that. Um, they're not foreclosing on properties for falling behind on student loans. So as long as you have some sort of arrangement with them and they're looking for your payment, you're good on the student loans. But just keep in mind that interest will continue to accrue. And that's really what kills us. Uh, the federal rate is three and a half percent about but the student loans are being charged at seven to eight percent. It it doesn't oh make any God. sense. And yeah. And uh, bankruptcy attorneys like me, uh, legislate le legislators were all trying to change the way that student loans are charged and collected. And there hasn't been much attention to it. But maybe with our next administration, we'll get some forgiveness with that. Um, but it's hard to tell unless looking at your student loans specifically, but just keep in mind, you know, that interest is still going to accrue. So your payment after the forbearance is probably going to be higher. Now, always go on to your student loans and apply for those income-based repayment plans because they're only going to charge you to a certain extent of what you're making on your last tax return. Um, no. I'm not an accountant either, but one other tip about that is if you're married, you can file separately and your student loans are going to be based on just your tax return. So if you're married, filed separately, your payment should be lower. But you'd want to talk to an accountant to see if it's worth it based on what type of refund you should be expecting if you're saving more money paying less monthly or if you're getting a higher refund, that's where your CPA will come in to help you decide. Chloe, does that answer your question? Please, please let us know. Um, and, and please, if anybody else has any questions, this is your chance. You've got, it's not official legal advice, but we've got an incredible attorney who's just the master of this. Haley, listening to you speak about it. Oh my God. Um, now, as you know, um, you're one of my besties. One of my other longtime besties is a college professor. And one of the ways he has deferred his own loans over the years um, where he will uh, he'll sign up for a college class himself and he'll get a discount as a college professor. But, you know, you can also take an inexpensive like community college course or maybe an online course. Is that applicable to everyone? Because that's what he's done. His interest payments are so high. 
he will sign up for a very ex inexpensive course to stop his payments, but then he will pay his principal. And that's how he's been wearing down years of college education, financial loans. Does that work across the board for anyone? Would you recommend that? It's a really good tactic because as long as you're in school, they're not collecting and you could be in a deferment versus a forbearance. So the forbearance is the bad one where they're looking for your full payment at the end of your forbearance term deferment, uh, at least when it comes to mortgage payments. And I'm assuming his type of student loan, they're not looking for anything. They're not collecting interest. And then you can just kind of tag it on to the end of the loan or pay little bits here and there, whatever you want to do to pay that back. So as long as you're a student, yeah, your, your loans are deferred. And I don't think, depending on what type of loan you have, especially if it's a government loan that they're looking for the interest. Now you might have private loans. That can be whatever your private bank put in the contract. You can con contract anything. So if they put language in your contract, you took out your private student loan that, that you can't really defer it, that they'll always be looking for those payments. You're really kind of left in the dark with that. And student loans, private or federal, those are things that we cannot help with in bank for the most part. You have to experience a an undue hardship, which is pretty much impossible to meet. You have to be completely destitute. I represent one who could not become employed because of a physical impairment that she had. And she was brilliant. She had master's degrees. And uh, still, they didn't discharge her student loan debts. We were able to settle for a lower amount on that one. But those are hard to deal with. And I'm dealing with them personally. My husband and I both have a lot of student loans. And uh, it's just something that we're hoping will change with future legislation. But for now, the best you can do is get on those income-based repayment plans or yeah, what he's doing, that's pretty smart. Okay, he's, he's <laughs> take a little class. Everything. Yeah. 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 So take a class. And, and he like he yeah, literally asked me about um, should I take a class on serial killers this summer? Like just something for fun, just like a fun <laughs> college course. So you know. <laughs> um so Chloe it Chloe never hurts your resume. Yeah, you always want certification so well and what is a good tactic his industry is changing as so many of ours we are watching a tsunami of change in industry and expectations you know even as a college professor he's probably not going back in the fall what does that mean for his future um you know and the changes i i, I hear from all these small business owners happening left and right so um, you know, in his message talking about, should I take a class for fun? But I'm also thinking about, you know, as much education as I have, I need to delve back in to make my, to expand my hireability, you know, to expand my desirability because you never know what's going to happen in, in the future. So it's not necessarily a bad time to think about, am I happy in my career? Is there a future in my career? Do I need to diversify and go back to school? Although, Chloe, I don't know if these are your student loans or if you have a child at home um, and their student loans. She says, thank you. I wouldn't take it as legal advice. 
Um, the good news is I have, <laughs> I have no mortgage. Chloe, that's amazing. <laughs> Congratulations Very on being mortgage-free. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. That's huge. You have a place to live. What is happening to people right now with credit card debt? You know, people uh, there are a lot of credit companies who are actually uh, not waiving the payments, but they're not expecting them right now. Kind of the same situation. You know, don't worry about it right now, but I'm sure the interest is accruing. Um, but a lot of my clients, before they become my clients, ignore all of that and they don't really take the proactive steps to reach out to their credit card companies and make arrangements like that. So, um, and I don't wanna, there's no stereotype at all. It's just kind of a trend. You know, once you start to uh, fall behind, it's easier to ignore it and just, just kind of wait until everything comes to a head before you seek legal advice. And especially because of the, you know, concept that attorneys are so expensive and we are, but in my field, it's a lot easier to be able to show people, well, this is how much debt I'm going to get you out of versus like the little tiny thing that you pay me. So it's kind of easy almost in bankruptcy for me to show people monetarily what I'm worth. Uh, and I also represent people for free. So nobody ever knows until they come to me what we can do. Um, but a lot of the credit card companies are working with people right now. You see car insurance companies right now giving back uh, like 15% of the bills because people aren't driving. And, you know, companies just want you to stay their customers at this point. Mortgage companies, car loan companies, they don't want a bunch of inventory after this because they've had to foreclose and repossess things. They want to keep you as a customer and work with you. So my biggest suggestion would be just to be proactive about it and reach out to them and talk to them and see what they can do um, or reach out to an attorney if you have a, a fear of getting, you know, screwed by one of these creditors because we know what they're trying to do if they're saying certain things and we can help you negotiate those things. Um, but really talking to them is going to help you. They, they have a lot of options to keep you on. Oh, you have blown me away over the years, even before now, before going through this, when you have shared stories about like clients where they've had tens of thousands of dollars in debt and you've compacted that for them. You've gotten payments of things eliminated for them. I mean, it's, I don't even know how you have a concept of money anymore because I feel like when I talk to you, money seems like monopoly money, like in your world, because it's like, oh, you've got debt. I'll just get it. I'll just, I'll just make it disappear. And in my world, it's just not like that. But you know, um, I, it, it definitely puts things into perspective because I am not a doctor and I have clients who have cancer or whose kids are sick or whose parents are dying of COVID right now. There's so many real important issues that aren't money. And when you work in it every day and you see it's, it's important, money is an important issue because that's how our economy runs and that's how we live in our houses and in our cars. But 
you have to understand there's kind of a game to this. And it's not like your health, which is a real issue that you should be worried about. <laughs> like money's just not a real thing in my world. It's kind of like, what can you negotiate and what do the federal rules say about what you can do with it? So I remember I was um, a big sister for over a decade and my little sisters, I was teaching them when they were kind of getting to the right age, you know, like young high school age um, about credit. And we were talking about like, you know, good money spent and bad money spent and debt. And I was trying to explain to them concepts like, you know, there's a lot of people who they start off in life and they don't worry about building good credit or they they get credit cards and they destroy their credit right away. And when you hurt your credit, it costs you so much more in the long run. You know, interest rates are higher for you. It's harder for you to get loans. And um, that was kind of a, a difficult concept for them to get. And so the analogy I gave them was it's all a game and it's how smart you play for example on like a completely separate realm but it's like if you know what you're doing you can live the good life um friends of ours parents so friends parents flew first class for free for seven years every time they traveled <laughs> because they knew how to yep. play they knew how to play the game. They always booked flights when flights were going to be the busiest. They stood at the counter. So when inevitably they got the call, will somebody please give up their seat on this flight? They would, and they would request on the next flight they would be booked on that they would be bumped up to first class. They flew for free on first class for seven years. And when I explained the, it like that, I said, it's it's how, how, how you manage it. It's how you stay ahead of it. Then they kind of got it. But I'm like, it's kind of like the ocean. You know, once you let yourself get taken under that wave, it's so much harder to get back out than if you're just kind of standing at the edge, getting your feet wet. Yeah. So there's so much in what you just said. It's you don't get anything to ask for it. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, they are they're playing the game right they're asking for better seats on their airplane which is such a big metaphor for life but so many people ignore things don't ask for things like what's the worst that can happen they can say no okay who well, cares that, you, you know, know ask for it ask for help it, it's like chloe asking her question i mean money is something people don't like to talk about and it's the thing that everyone should talk about. I mean, people are usually more comfortable talking about their sex lives than they are talking about their money. <laughs> and it affects all of yeah. us. It's such an important, crucial thing. Um, you know, and I was talking to a friend of mine who's a financial advisor, and he was like, why don't they teach financial investing in school? Why is that not a life lesson taught in school? Everyone should know how to properly manage their money. But then, so when you come to a time yeah. like this, I never heard of forbearance before. You know, when this stuff was coming our way, I was like, I've I've lost work. I'm not getting unemployment. I'm not getting aid. I'm not getting help. I'm seeing big companies bailed out. The day I looked at my retirement fund, by mistake, opened the wrong- Don't do it. Oh Don't my God. Do it. No. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And then I opened the wrong piece of mail and then I couldn't help it. And then I just looked and then I wanted to cry. I'm like, well, there's there's my entire lifetime of savings just 
Um, and that's the day my husband said, so we'll bounce back. So yeah. leave it in there. <laughs> I know. And my husband's like, hey, I could get furloughed. And I'm like, you can't get furloughed. I can't work. I can't, I'm not getting anything. Like, it's terrifying. And when they say we're all in the same storm, but not the same boat, that is very true. Like, he and I are still, I'm doing a podcast with you right now. We are still so privileged. And it's freaking scary for, for me, for us. So, you know, I saw this meme today and it was like, if you drank three bottles of wine, it's okay. You're doing fine. If you took a six hour nap, it's okay. You're doing fine. If you walked your dog 10 times a day, it's okay. You're doing fine. Like, however you need to get through this, it's okay. You're doing fine. But you know, don't, don't be afraid guys. Like, don't be afraid to ask for help. And I always say that, like, you don't get what you don't ask for. Pick up the phone and call an attorney and ask questions. Pick up a mortgage company and ask questions. But don't just jump on the, hey, it's free bandwagon. Hey, there's no consequences bandwagon because this is unprecedented. It's rough for everybody. It's traumatic. Nobody knows the answers. I mean, it, the laws are changing constantly. The rules are changing constantly. I don't know how you keep up with it. It's it's easy to read a federal law. It's hard to determine how that's actually going to affect us a year from now, three years from now. It's impossible because these are new things that are happening and none of us are used to it. But yeah, there's there are no expectations over anyone and how you're dealing with this right now. It's hard. And we're all dealing with it in different ways. I'm in my bedroom right now because my four-year-old is home full-time and she's not asleep yet. So she's running around. Um, I'm, yeah, 25 weeks pregnant and dealing with, like, so much um, of that stuff along with being home and worrying about going to my doctor's visits and he and I are both working full time, fortunately, thank God, but it's so hard to juggle all of that. Um, you know, we sent her to daycare usually, and now we're full time preschool teachers too. So, um, you know, it might not be a money issue you're dealing with, it might be a time issue or stress or um, just plain worrying about the future and wondering if we do have jobs after today is another big thing, but you don't know what you don't know. So many people come to me and they have a Google degree in bankruptcy and they have so many misconceptions as to what I can stealing that. <laughs> <laughs> a Google and, degree. You know, or like or like an uncle filed in nineteen eighty. Well laws are very different now. So there's so much we can do. And uh, it's not just bankruptcy. It's just, you know, one of the options that are out there. So um, whether it's me or whoever, just call and ask for help from people who know better. I, I have no idea what other people do for a living. I've just been doing this part of whatever for 16 years. So that's why I know a lot about this. But I know nothing about commercial photography. I know nothing about setting up a podcast like Cass sent me the link to this and I had to download Google Chrome just to get it. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so um, there's, there's a lot that I don't have an expertise in and I'm 
I'm picking up the phone and calling people and asking them for help for other things. So don't be afraid to reach out. Well, and you know, we're going to hit this hardcore in the podcast that's coming out Friday. So we'll go into all the detail then. Um, but just if you're listening right now, I feel like my takeaway was don't just automatically go to a debt consolidator either. Like you need to be wary of debt consolidators, right? Yeah, I would just say a hard no on that. Okay, I, was, I, I wanted to say hard no too, but I wasn't sure that yeah. was on the line. <laughs> okay. um, hard no, you talk to a bankruptcy attorney. Hard no. <laughs> before you talk yeah, to Yeah, well, there's, uh, there's so much I could say about that. But uh, a lot of the companies, they're really not... It's not a debt consolidation that I'm afraid of. If you can consolidate all your debt with one company and they're going to lower your interest rate and you'll have a better payment and stuff, maybe do that. But it's the debt settlement companies that are such a scam. You start paying them this phenomenal amount of money every month and you stop paying your other creditors and then they do nothing and everything starts to fall into collections and your credit is shot. And they're still not doing anything, but they're taking all of your money to not do anything. And it's just a mess. Uh, like half of the people who come to me, maybe even more, have already tried to fix the their own issues with a debt settlement company. And another thing about that are the tax implications. If you settle on debt, you could get a 1099 at the end of the year for uh, debt forgiveness and you end up paying taxes on the amounts that you settled. So it might push you into a higher tax bracket and then you owe the IRS and they're not someone you want to owe. Uh, we actually can help people with IRS debt if it's over three years old, it's typically dischargeable, which a lot of people don't know. Um, it's you don't want to owe the IRS, though. You know, I'd rather you owe credit card companies than have a federal tax lien out there against you. But yeah, those are bad news. Um, For anybody, I liked how you talked about, you know, the first thing sometimes people do when they start to get scared is they stop um, looking at it. They hide it. You know, they yeah. just kind of file it away and they don't deal with it. If somebody tonight is listening to you and says, you know what, I've been terrified, I want to take a step forward, how does somebody take a step forward and reclaim what's happening in their lives right now? What do they, what, how would they prepare to maybe talk to someone like you? How do they know if they should talk to someone like you? There's a couple of things you can do. Um, first of all, look at your bank statement. Um, there's some websites do it for you, like mint.com, M-I-N-T. You can actually link your bank statement to them and they'll tell you what you're spending money on every month because you don't know. I might ask you, how much do you spend in groceries every month? And you tell me $400 and I look at your bank statement and which I typically don't do unless you just have no clue what you're spending and you refuse to do yourself. I am happy to look at your bank statement and create a budget with you, but most people are spending double on food than what they actually think they're spending, which is fine. You can spend that, but you need to maybe take it back somewhere else. And, uh, you know, if you don't know what you're spending, there's no way 
to know what you're looking at in the future and how you can fix your issues. So can, creating a budget can is you, the first thing. Can you link a credit card to Mint or does it have to be a bank statement? Yeah. Okay. You can link all of your, your credit cards, your bank accounts, everything com and there are others that's just the one that i use and um it's funny there was one week during quarantine where i got on it was like did you really spend zero dollars this week <laughs> and it was really exciting for me but it was also like oh i should actually like do something instead of sitting here but no it'll really monitor your accounts and kind of create it won't create a budget for you, but it'll tell you where you're spending your money so you can decide where can I cut back. Um, I recently looked over a bank statement for some clients of mine recently, like within the last couple of years, and I noticed that they had all these subscriptions out there that they had signed up for that they didn't use anymore, like ebooks, you know, and, and it was like $20 on this ebook subscription that they hadn't used in like two years so those little things really add up and you don't know because you're never looking at your bank account uh, so that's my first tip is really uh, your spending and don't just guess because those little trips to rudders for a coffee or wherever you go <laughs> for, your like coffee. for rudders <laughs> yes <laughs> Um, those little things add up and those should be part of your grocery budget. Yeah. So, um, another tip is, and I sounds like I'm advertising for these apps, but there are some really useful apps out there. Uh, one is credit karma. And I know you've heard of credit karma because every there's commercials everywhere, but it really is good. And it gives you, uh, this full comprehensive look at your credit and you might not want to look at it, but once you start, it'll motivate you to, it's kind of like a game again, you know, it'll be fun to see your score go up as you pay things down or uh, there's something really simple you can do on credit karma and link it to your bank account. And you actually get, this uh, bump in your credit score because of the utilities you're paying and your mortgage payments and your auto loan payments, which is something, well, I guess your mortgage payments and your auto loan payments are being your credit, but utilities are not. And paying your electric, your gas, your cell phone, your cable, that stuff is not helping your credit until you actually link it to your bank account so it can tell them, hey, I'm paying these things every month. When I did that, it boosted it like 14 points instantly. It was cool. You know, it was just like a cool little boost that you get. So um, those are just a couple of things you can do right now is. Uh-oh. Am I the only one live? Hi. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna text Cass and see what happened. <laughs> Are you back? I think so. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was just about to text you. That's like the first words happened like on my end. Um, yeah, I love the I love your credit karma idea. That's a fabulous idea. Now I've lost you, Haley. 
are we having our fails? Are we having like another like Facebook live fails as we get triggered with? Okay, stay on girl. Well, um, this is what I'll tell you. So um, if we are continuing to have trouble, if we are continuing, let me check my internet. Sorry, everybody. If we're not able to get Haley back, she is on. Wait, are you there? Oh my God, are you here? Hi. Hi, and we're live again? I literally thought I was kicked off and I was going on Facebook Live, like right now, Facebook Live on my phone um, to be like, sorry guys, this is how you contact Haley. Um, let me see. Oh, it we're back. Yeah, yeah, hey girl. Can you hear Hi. me? All right, so yeah, I, I turned like, everything else off in my house that's using wi-fi so hopefully this will work better <laughs> yeah we the i could tell the wi-fi wasn't like perfect the whole way through but i got kicked off too and you know it's crazy um i have i wasn't tonight but i have almost on a daily basis been kicked off my home wi-fi and i find myself on the general xfinity wi-fi and it really upsets me because i I do things like I go oh. into my QuickBooks and I go into my bank account and, you know, I don't want to be doing that on, on general Xfinity Wi-Fi. Um, but I think it's, you know, my husband's working from home and, you know, we are, we, we should just become like our own internet service providers at this point. Like we're using so much, <laughs> like it's just, it's on all the time. <laughs> if Big Brother's out there, they know exactly what is happening in this house every moment of the day. <laughs> um, just in case we have any issues, before we continue, Haley, how can people get in touch with you beyond, you can go to myfeminineheart.com, our top experts, there's a drop down menu, Haley Rohrball, go to, you know, you can find Haley Rohrball on My Feminine Heart, but please tell everyone else if they want to work with you or how, how they can work with you now, and then we can get back to our stuff, but I don't want to miss getting your info out there. Are you serious? Did I lose you again? Okay, guys, we'll go to myfeminheart.com, look up Haley's info. We are just like in the struggles here. It looks like I'm still alive. Right now, if you have any questions at all, this is the time to send them in because I don't know how much longer I'll have her. Um, I hope that you guys are doing well. So here's what's going on. 
Um, Haley's podcast is going to drop this week, and then we've got exciting ones for the following week. If you're joining us at all on my business Facebook page or my personal page, um, I have been doing every other day, I've been doing work from home posts. Hey, you. Um, and Hi. I'm sorry. No, you're, it's not your fault. For, and I'm just catching people up on general stuff. So Friday nights, I've been bartending like live in the Cocoa Lounge. So if you want to make cocktails with us, make sure you're checking the newsletter so you get our recipes and you can see like what we're doing when. Haley, in case I lose you again, can you share your contact info? Yeah. So the easiest way to get a hold of me right now is by email, which is hrohrball, and that's the spelling at the bottom of the page there. It's H-R-O-H-R-B-A-U-G-H at C-G-A-Law.com. And that's... Uh, also, you can... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it sounded a little funny. That's like Cassandra's Green Association Law.com. Yeah. <laughs> like at C-G-A-Law.com. CGA law. Yep. And uh, if call my direct office number, I'm not in the office, but if you leave me a voicemail, I get an email notification instantly that I have a voicemail and can listen to that and give you a call back. I'm not going to broadcast my cell phone number right now, but once you get into contact with me the first time, I'll give you my cell phone number. So people should know when they call you, they're not going to get you to answer the phone, but you will get back to them. So they should leave a detailed message. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be calling my empty office that I do miss very much, but that direct line is 717-718-8336. And I'll call you back as soon as possible, usually the same day. Yeah. And all of that's on the My Feminine Heart site. If you're having like a hard, like if you can't write it down right now, if you're driving or, or whatever. Um, Haley, what does it look like for someone to approach you now? Like, what are your fees? How should someone be prepared to meet with you or any bankruptcy attorney? I personally am just going to schedule with you an hour to an hour and a half to ask you a lot of questions about income, your expenses, your debts and your assets, and just kind of determine what a full picture looks like and what your options are. Uh, I always tell people, this is literally just advice. You do not need to do what I tell you to do, but I'm gonna lay out your options and help you to understand what you're looking at so that you can sit down with your family and make a decision as to how you wanna move forward. Now, if you're completely out of work, you might qualify for pro bono services, which is through mid-pen legal services. And I believe it's midpen.org is their website. But if you just look up pro bono uh, services in York County, that's where you'll just pay for uh, hard, hard costs, like for pulling your credit reports. And you won't pay anything toward my fees. Those are That's something I'm happy to do and participate in that program. If you are working still and you're just struggling with keeping up with everything. Um, typically, any attorney around here in the middle district is gonna charge you $1,500 prior to filing to get your case filed, plus the fees that it takes to the court to get filed. 
So if you're looking at $50,000 worth of debt and you can get out of that for $1,500, do it. And typically when someone comes to talk to me, there's a period afterward where we're getting all your paperwork together and that sort of thing, but you're not paying your credit cards uh, so you can kind of save money up that way. Or I just work with people on fees. It's really um, I like to give an idea of what it's going to cost you, but I really am generous with our fee structure and how we collect those things because I just want to help you and get you on your feet and we'll deal with all that stuff later. So um, just don't be afraid to ask. I do uh, have a consultation fee, but if you mention that you uh, heard about me on My Feminine Heart, or uh, heard about me from Cass, I will meet with you for free. I'll talk to you for however long it takes um, without charging you up front for that. So just, you know, reach out, see what we can do, and we'll go from there. That's so sweet, Haley. Thank you so much. And I've never, honest to God, I mean, she does pro bono work so much and it's amazing, but she has always been so strict with her consultation fee. I have never heard her offer and I didn't ask her to offer it as a top expert. Some of our top <laughs> experts, I was like, they were like, can I pay to market my business for you? And I said, no, if you have a discount, please give it back to her people. I never even asked Haley because I know that you know, you are somebody people want to ask questions to. And like, you you know, a lot, I see so many people coming to you and I understood you having that fee there to say, hey, I want serious conversations. I want to know when you're ready to really have a conversation so that you you waive that for, for our crew here, for the My Feminine Heart people. I just think that's so beautiful and amazing. And thank you. Um, that's, I, I want everyone to understand the, the consultation fee thing. It's, it's not out of greed or anything like that. It's that if we gave free consultations, first of all, we're very busy and we would be meeting with people all day long and we would literally have no time for our families because everything would have to be done at, at night like it is right now, kind of. But when we're in the office regularly, we need to know that you're serious about this and you're not just price shopping. That consultation fee goes to your overall fee for the whole thing. It's not in addition to. So it's just a way to, to show us that you're serious about it. But also keep in mind, you get what you pay for. I know the firms that advertise free consultations all the time. And um, no offense to them, but they can't give the attention you deserve because they're meeting with hundreds people that's trying to just do this mill filing bankruptcies. I used to work for a firm like that, actually. And it was really successful for the firm. But for the clients, they really didn't get personal attention like we can give because we're not meeting with people on free consultations all day long. However, for people who are watching My Feminine Heart, and you're going to reach out to me. I also know you're serious about it because you're sitting here asking us questions and you're listening to these big issues and you're investing your time in us. So thank you very much. And I would love to talk to you if you have some questions privately. Um, can you talk to people who do not live in Pennsylvania? Uh, no, I am not licensed in any other state. Now, we do represent as creditors. So if you're owed money and somebody out of state files a bankruptcy, 
we can typically file a claim for you on that case. But if there's any sort of litigation that's going to ensue over the debt that they owe you, we would put you in the hands of local counsel. So there are some things we can do. Um, there is a Maryland attorney in my office, so I can work with him on Maryland issues if necessary. Um, and if not, we'll put you in good hands, we'll refer. I have uh, the entire middle district of bankruptcy attorneys who I can ask for a good referral in basically any state. We have attorneys who are on the West Coast who are licensed here and everybody knows the attorney to put you in contact with. So if you're not listening from Pennsylvania and you need help, I'd be happy to put you in touch with someone if it's something I cannot help you with. Yeah. And just so people know, you know, when um, Haley and I joined a networking group together at the same time, and we were friends long before, I thought, how is Haley going to get any business? Because I thought this was such a minute thing and that people only really went to her for like the severe, my life is over. I have nothing. I'm wiping everything out. I'm like destroying the, everything's getting wiped clean in like all the bad ways. I feel like I have a feeling you've helped a huge percentage of just even the people in our group, because I know that you represent people who aren't getting their invoices paid, like, you know, tradesmen's and, and creditors that are like, hey, pay your bills to me. But so many people come to you that don't go into bankruptcy. They just need help with debt, with their credit, with those things that they're dealing with. So it's not always like Haley's not the last straw. Like you're not always like the panic button. Like people should be calling you well before they're ready to just blow everything up because you don't necessarily blow everything up for people. I feel very ineloquent right now. I No, you're you're you've hit the nail on the head. I can be the panic button. <laughs> we we have literally stopped to share of sales like within the hour of someone contacting us. Like they've contacted us at 1 p.m. and their house is about to be sold at two. It's difficult, but we can do those things. So we can be the panic button or we can be the, you know, thousand mile out planning tool where we can look at your situation now and say, here are some things you can do now uh, if you wish to avoid bankruptcy. And again, if you're a creditor and someone owes you, we do that stuff too. Um, and I say we because CGA is like my family and we're a team and I've been there 10 years and uh, it's mostly me doing the work for my clients, but it's like a whole team that we have and I wouldn't be able to do it without them and the resources that I get from working at such a firm like CGA. So um, when I say we, I'm really just kind of referring to our whole family down there. Um, even though I'll be the face that works with you and who does most of the work, the huge resource that I have, even now we have an open door policy. I can call literally anyone. If it's an area that I don't have a particular expertise in, we have that at the firm. Um, but yeah, I, I help a lot of people. It doesn't need, a lot of people are better off than me. Um, which, uh, yeah, that's not hard to do, to be honest, because I'm like drowning in Um, So I don't want to say it, but I, I tell people just because I'm sitting on this side of the table 
and I'm asking you these questions, that doesn't mean that I haven't been through stuff and that, you know, I don't understand what you're going through. This is a completely no judgment of I've just been doing this for so long. I know how to guide you through it and I know how to get you to the other side to your fresh start. So yeah, there's a whole range of people that I help. Uh, somebody who made more money than I'd ever make in an entire lifetime. And we got them into a bankruptcy and out on the other side. So they were, you know, in a better situation, but no, it's not when you're destitute, even though I can help people when they're destitute, like there are a lot of well-off people who just need some help sorting things out. And I'm happy to help them too. Yeah. And, you know, anybody who knows me knows that I gravitate towards down to earth, salt of the earth people. So, you know, Haley and her husband, not to share your personal stuff, but you both put yourselves through school and you did it while working full time. And, you know, while, you know, you took the bar pregnant. Like, I mean, that was that was crazy. <laughs> and when you talk about like, you know, how much time you invest in your clients before you were a preschool teacher on top of everything. I know that you would literally still be up working at midnight and get up at four or five the next morning um, starting work again and then working all day. So I don't know how you are handling it all now. I think that your grace under this pressure has been phenomenal. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, these guys, they get it. So um, can't recommend you more highly. And, you know, like Haley's saying, the attorneys that she works for, her firm is the biggest corporate attorney in our county and one of the most prestigious, I feel, in our state. So it's, you know, you are well connected. If you can't help somebody, you can get them to somebody who can. So, you know, this is not, you know, Haley may seem very friendly and down to earth, but she's a friggin' pit bull when she needs to be. <laughs> <laughs> and she is not a podunk, you know, small corner <laughs> office. Like, She's in her bedroom right now, but trust me that she's a, like a major corporate <laughs> attorney, like in her office. So, um, Haley, I, I want to thank you so much for tonight. I always like to end the night um, on a positive quote. And before I hit that, do you have anything else left that you'd like to share? No, just thank you so much for having me. Thank you all, whoever's listening or whoever watches this after we're not live. We just really appreciate you spending time listening to us. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I love to end on a positive quote. And like we were saying in this podcast, money is a touchy issue. And like finding like great positive quotes, quotes from women, I'm like, wow, this could really hurt somebody's feelings, or this is a little touchy, or this is a little judgy. And of all people, because she's not my favorite person, I found one that I thought worked perfectly with you for tonight. It's a Joan Rivers quote. <laughs> <laughs> so not my style. So the opposite of us in general. Um, she had this quote and I loved it. And she said, they say the key um, to happiness is not money. But I always figured if I had enough money, I could have my own key made. <laughs> like, I, I love that because I feel like you're like, do you know what I mean? Like when people are like, they like, I just need the key to happiness. I need the key to success. I need the key to figure it out. It's the game. It's the game of money. It's the game of credit. It's 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 if you know how to play, you're here. And if you don't know how to play that game, like you are struggling down here. And I just feel like your expertise is the key to solving that puzzle and and bridging that gap. So 
thank you for coming thank on and sharing so much. all your knowledge and advice. I'm so sorry that our internet once again has been like totally crappy. Everybody at home, I don't know what to tell you. The world is just nuts. Everybody's online. <laughs> like we're doing the best we can to connect. I love connecting. it's not our fault. <laughs> yeah, I love the connections we have in our Tuesday night chats. And Chloe, totally gutsy girl. Thank you so much um, for sharing what you did. And congrats on not having a mortgage. That's awesome. Um, so love you all. Let us know if you have any other questions you can um, message Haley privately or feel free to still publish later in the comments and then we can kind of publicly answer if anybody has any questions. So good night, stay safe, don't stress and don't think that you are like going through this alone. A lot of like whatever you are going through, others are out there going through the same thing. Know that, know that. So Good night, Haley. Thank Amen. you. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace out. <laughs> Peace.